Hey, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Nathan Mitchell, and I am the Community Outreach and Advocacy Coordinator with the McShin Recovery Resource Foundation. And welcome to today's edition of Getting the Herd. Um, today, I have two special guests with me. I have two participants, both of whom are relatively new. One's starting her second week, and another one just got here yesterday. Committed yesterday. Committed, yeah. Committed, yeah. <laughs> um, but what I'd like to do is introduce myself and then give these two an opportunity to introduce, and then we'll just have a conversation. You guys okay with that? Yes. Yeah. So again, my name is Nathan. I'm a person in recovery from substance use disorder. Um, I am also alumni here at McShin, and now I work for McShin. Um, what recovery means to me is that every day I work to become a more responsible, productive member of society, acceptable, responsible, productive member of society. And I have not used drugs or alcohol since February 18th of 2018. Um, my, story, my story of coming into recovery starts with a jail program. There's a, a lot of uh, little details uh, that I could bore you with right now, but the reality is, is I found recovery through the McShin Pod and Fauquier County Adult Detention Center. Now, I have two people here who are brand new um, to McShin, relatively. Two weeks, you said? Yeah. And we start with Emma. I'll, I'll introduce Emma over here. Let her introduce herself and, and maybe say uh, where you're from and tell us your name. Anything about yourself that you want to start with? My name is Emma. I'm an addict seeking recovery. Um, I'm from Manassas, Virginia. I've been with McShane going on my second week, as he said. Um, I know my life depends on it. I have three children depending on mommy to get well, so... I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to see what is in store for me ahead. Um, I do, we do groups. I love the groups every day. It helps out a lot. It, I found that there's more people like me than I thought there were. Mm. And it feels great to be able to connect and relate to so many people on a different level than just using. So I'm excited for the outcome. Awesome. And, and you're in our Delrose house? I am in the Delrose intensive house, yes. Intensive program, fantastic. So we're not allowed to have our cell phones. <laughs> we don't have our t we don't have a TV. Um, and But there's a good reason behind this, because they want us to get to know each other. They want us to speak. They don't want us to isolate. A lot of people who isolate go on a downhill spiral very quickly. So it's it's good that we're... we're limited to our access to technology because the whole world is becoming technology and that's it. Um, everyone, you can be at dinner on your phone instead of having, you know, growing up you have your casual dinner conversation and everyone's on their phone now. So it's good to not have that access and I haven't missed my phone at all. That's good. And so that, I like that. That's it, a good segue over here to Thomas and not yes. having access to a phone. Yes. Thomas, would you like to introduce yourself and yeah. uh, tell us where you're from, maybe a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name's Thomas uh, from here in Richmond. Uh, let's see. I'll tell you why I don't have my phone. Uh, the <laughs> first day was, uh, first real day was yesterday. The day before yesterday, I came in and, uh, you know, I came in. Because voices told me to come here, and I kept telling them next day, next day, tomorrow, 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 and then uh, finally they told me to come, and others helped, of course, real, real people, not these voices. And then when I got here at the at, at intake, I thought I was getting uh, mocked by everyone, and just it was very bizarre to say that. I mean, I thought I was, it was, it didn't seem real. 
seemed like everybody was out to get me in a setup. Uh, that was the best, best way to put it. And I then went out with uh, a guy that's in the uh, Scott house with me and John. And we went to, they went to find some lunch and ended up at Virginia Barbecue. And was this Thursday? Yes, it was yeah. Thursday. Okay. I ended up at Virginia Barbecue and they asked if I want anything inside. I said, I don't have an appetite. And hit Uber on my phone and Uber right down to my house. You know, 15 minutes from here, 12 minutes from here. Uh, I needed some rest for sure. So I got rest, woke up, and said, I got to go back. So I called my brother. And that'd be around midnight. And we were up here trying to get back in. Of course, no one was here. And I said, I think that house is where I'm supposed to be. So we're looking around the Scott house. And, you know, so I went back, got some rest, and came back yesterday and got fully acclimated and checked in. So today's my, this is really my first real group, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. I haven't really done any, you know, gone to the grocery store and, and stuff like that, but no real, besides the meeting last night, no real actual groups yet, I guess, because with what's going on with the coronavirus and everything as well. Well, so you, you just got here yesterday, and when you got here, um, what, what, what's your first impression on the guys you met at the house? When you got there, what, 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 talk us through when you got to the house with your, your things and, and all that. Um, I mean, everybody's story, that they, I mean, every, I can grab a piece from everybody's story and relate to it. Yeah. I, everybody, doesn't matter what we look like or anything like that, everybody can say their story and I can find a, a piece of it and relate to it. I mean, it's almost, it's almost like they're saying my story. Mm -hmm. I mean, like someone at the meeting last night, you know, had a story and I said, I could relate to almost every piece of it, just put other, you know, yeah. words in there. Emma, when you were t telling a little bit about your story, about what brought you here, uh, you mentioned not having the phone at the dinner table, right? Mm -hmm. And I find that um, I'm a house leader uh, for one of our step-up houses. And most of the guys I'll know when they come to the house already, since I've been around, and it's usually guys coming from one house, you know, transferring to, you know, to step up. Sometimes we get people I don't know, and that's been the case. I've been a house leader now, and this, this is the second house, and and... As a house leader, I encourage the guys you know I live with to work with the newcomer immediately and to, to help bring them into the herd immediately. Right. And we do that them. by food. Right. My, you know, food. You know, as a as a person who enjoyed uppers myself, um, I didn't do a lot of eating, so so this was a, an opportunity for me to start eating again. Um, but you were talking about food. Is that how does that work at your guys at your house? I mean, we cook for yourself. We also have family meals where we cook, and a lot of times we'll eat outside around a little fire pit, and we'll share just how we feel today and what we did for our recovery and what we think we could have done better, mm. or what we felt we should have done or whatnot. But we have our family times like a little family. They were they were very welcoming. Um, it is a whole different outlook than it's a whole different scene that if you really want it, you'll definitely get it here. Did you come here with 
uh, pillows and blankets and, and sheets and things? I came here a bed and bed transfer from the jail where I live in Manassas. Okay. I had the clothes that I got incarcerated with. Yeah. Um, McShin gave me food. They gave me a voucher and they took me to the grocery store and allowed me to buy what I wanted. Um, they took me to Walmart and they gave me a clothing voucher and told me to get what I needed. They gave me brand new bed set, pillows were at the house, and I wanted for nothing. Good. Like, I wasn't worried about it. Like, when I first got here, I was like, well, this is all I had, this, the clothes on my back. And they helped me out with that. How about hygiene things, shampoo? There's a whole closet at our house for yeah. donations that I didn't have to. They were like, you, you're more than welcome to help yourself. There's soap, deodorant, toothpaste, hygiene, toiletries, anything that you probably could think that you need it there was it's there they offer it for you now you got here about almost two weeks ago do you remember yes. the first meal you had with everybody tacos <laughs> right? i did we had tacos and it was great and i was excited and i was full and i was just like yes i can't wait to eat more <laughs> i missed it but did either one of you have did they do sober living before were any of you guys in sober living before good this? question i yeah. have this is my I, first time in any type of treatment recovery rehabilitation facility this is my very first time excellent. i've taken outside substance use classes but as the tools i've gotten here already within the first week are nothing compared to what i've experienced already that's, that's wonderful. How about you, Thomas? Yeah, I've been to uh, treatment twice before this. Uh, both places, or both times, were more of a, I was doing it for somebody else, uh, more than myself. And, you know, I, was, I knew how many days I was going to be there, so let's count down the days. And, and then when, you know, day two, you know, one or two days left, you know, get all excited to get home. And uh, I knew in my head that, I wasn't ready, okay. so um, this time I'm here for myself, that's for sure. We're on day two of a 28-day program for you? Uh, we don't know if it's 28 days. Okay. So I like that. I like that. Lo hopefully longer than, than shorter. Well, and this, is, this is funny because I can relate to that. I can relate to a lot of what you both are sharing, and I came here... Um, uh, I, I, like I said, I, I found McShin through a program, in a, in a jail program. And when I got here, I was mandated here. And I thought I would be here. And this was my first time. This is my first time in recovery. That kind of makes me a little nervous. It does. Mm -hmm. It is um, nerve-wracking. I'm 400 years old. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm 43, almost 44 years old. And it's, it's time, you know, to surrender. Was, was, it's becoming more easy every day. You know, I just, I, I do it every day. When I got here, though, I had it in my head. I was here for 30 days. That was the program that I had to do. And I went straight to a step-up house and found the guys there. My first meal was ribs. And I remember that, you know, because I remember I came in with a bag of, you know, probably ramen, peanut butter, bread, maybe some spaghetti and, and, and a whole, maybe like a week's worth of groceries Maybe not even that. And and I did come with bedding because I, I didn't go bed to bed. I had a week. But I needed the guys to help me and to help me build trust in a place that I was not familiar with. I'm from uh, – at the time, I'm, I lived – I was living in Manassas at the time. 
Um, but I, you know, I spent most of my adult life in D.C. in Northern Virginia. So when I got down here, I didn't know anybody. So I thought I was going to be here for 30 days. That was almost two years ago. <laughs> and I had it in my head. The first day I was here, the first full day, I got here at like 5 o'clock on a Monday night. The first full day, that Tuesday, that was May 1st of 2018. And uh, for those of you counting my first two months of recovery, I, I count my jail time. When I got here, the, the, uh, that uh, first full day, there were two groups that were run by people who had less clean time than I had. And I thought, what is this Mickey Mouse bullshit? <laughs> you know, who are these people? They don't know what they're talking about. You know, and I immediately got on the phone with somebody up in Northern Virginia, you know, because I had my phone. I wasn't a program participant. Kind of wish I didn't have my phone, you know, because I had the TV and the phone and I had that escape. But, you know, I was like, blah, 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 blah. And they said, why don't you just stick out 30 days? They said, blah, 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 blah. why get a sponsor? Why do I and I took that suggestion, though, because the guy who told me that, um, I trusted. He had 30-some-odd years of recovery. He, he, he had what I wanted, and he seemed to have a blueprint to get to where I, what, what he had, which was really peace of mind. I didn't really know that at the time, because at the time, my, my brain, I think, was more concerned with paying back debt. You know, let me fix all the relationships I screwed up in the first couple of weeks, you know. You know, the decades of, of neglectful relationships. Let me just fix that now. You know, look at me. Um, so it was helpful to have somebody who gave me perspective and suggested, why don't you just stay for 30 more days? Again, almost two years ago. So after that, you know, the next couple of days, I started to really, you know, invest in myself and invest in this place mentally and spiritually and physically, you know. So... Helpful was the guys who had um, a little bit of time around me who could guide me in my recovery at the time, who could, who could show me that, that I didn't need to worry about pillows. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so I've been sharing a lot about, um, I've been sharing a lot about what I've been going through lately um, in other groups and other things. And so it's refreshing to sit here and talk about what I first experienced when I got here. Um, what I'd like to do with this time moving forward is check in with uh, Thomas and maybe Emma too um, and see where we are on a weekly basis and just kind of check in with what happened, you know, what's going on um, and see how you're progressing. Uh, recovery, you know, for me is, is a, a, a roller coaster sometimes. And with that means, um, you know, some days I'm going to be down, some days I'm going to be up. There were a couple things that were really helpful early on that I'm eager to see how you pick up on, um, what you pick up on. And so, so you mentioned you've been here now almost two weeks. Yes. And you've got all these women in the house. Right. And you've got three kids at home. We talked about this beforehand. Yeah. We talked about three boys and how they're, they're already starting to eat, you know, lobster and, and steak and, <laughs> and, and, and what is it, bacon cheeseburgers? Yes. A bacon cheeseburger, big. Mm. Um, you got all these kids at home and all these things. How do you separate? You you mentioned it's great not to have your phone and the TV. Mm-hmm. How are you handling that? How are you coping with not being able to communicate? Affect you know with your I family. I mean, the groups are helping a lot because normally if I'm sad, angry, happy, mad, bored, I was using. So now I'm learning how to cope 
without the using part. Um, I get to call my, I talk to my children maybe three times a week, but I know that they're in a safe place. They're good, and I can focus on me. Yeah. And I always worried about everything. I'm learning how not to worry. And in groups, like, I shared for the first time in group yesterday without having to be called on. So that's a step up for me because I like to observe. I adapt easily, but it still takes me a long time to, like, open up. So, like, I'm adapting well, but I'm starting to open up. And when you open up more in groups... We have groups all the time, so if you don't share in one, but you want to, there's always another one that you can. You just got to get the courage. The groups are very helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I shared about my children. Also, I, I, mean, I was going to say, like, you know, when you shared, because I was here, they, you know, we were filming those all week for content to go online. And it was nice, because I hadn't seen you all week, because I've been following the same group all week. Right. So it was nice to actually see you, you know. Yeah, like, I decided to come up and try something different. Um, <laughs> I was scared. I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to be seen. Like, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed of myself, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who's been embarrassed of their addiction. So I'm pretty sure everyone in the room has, been, has felt like that before. So I decided to step outside of my comfort zone. And they say... you. If it doesn't make you uncomfortable, then you're not ready. So I'm very much so uncomfortable, but I'm not supposed to be comfortable. Comfortable, you let all your guards down. So keep your guards up and try to move forward. Be uncomfortable. I've heard I have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes, get comfortable being uncomfortable. So Thomas, third time's a charm? Uh, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, yeah. Can't say anything, you know, this early, but... Uh, I mean, I agree with the the opening up part. Uh, that's, you know, I've always, I say I can I can fix anything, mm. uh, you know, outside of this, but I've never been able to fix myself, I guess. Uh, is It's something that, um, you know, I can put on a, I can put on a front, I guess people can manipulate and put on a front and make everybody think I'm, Doing fine until it gets just to a point where um, it's probably so obvious to other people uh, of the stuff that I'm doing is, is so not normal to human, normal human behavior. Uh, the things you're doing in acting. Yeah, it's like I'm like, exactly in acting yeah. using. So I'm, uh, for instance, you know, paying $300 to buy something just random for somebody to cover up what I'm doing basically mm -hmm. and it myself it seems in my own head it seems like the right thing to do or not the right thing to do the it's a, it's like it's a cover-up um, if that makes sense it's kind of hard to explain uh, but see the thing that's what's beautiful about you saying it's hard hard to explain you know I think probably Emma Todd and I and and uh, you know those who are have been in active addiction might be able to get what you're saying without you having to Fully explain right. yourself. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I keep continue. I cut you off. Um. So that, like I said, I've always, like I said, like Emma said, adapted, uh, but not opened up. Um. So I guess you dragged me into this because I was a little <laughs> uh, leery at first. Uh. But I, of course, I, I said, sure, I'll do it. Sure, I'll do it. But did I really 100% want to do it? No. Yeah. So you bring me into this first time. Uh you know, really in 
since I got here to open up is probably a really, really good thing. So, Well, full disclosure, um, I know that when I first met you on Thursday, you know, you, you looked at me like I had three heads and I thought, all right, I can't wait to get to know this guy. Yeah. But I love that. It's a challenge yeah. to me. You know, um, yeah, I'm a people pleaser, so that, that can be a good thing and a bad thing. But when I saw you on Friday, I was really grateful you came back on Friday because, you know, you looked like you needed some help and, you know, I, I want to see you here. So yesterday I approached you about doing this as a regular segment and asked you to do this on Monday. Today is Saturday. I appreciate your flexibility. Emma, on the other hand, I just grabbed her a few minutes beforehand and I said, you know what? I need one more person. Emma's fantastic. And actually, you don't know this, but I'm watching the live stream now. And one of your housemates is up here saying, great job, Emma. So proud of you, girl. Uh, which is really cool. Who is it? It's Sarah. Sarah Wiggins. Hey, Sarah. Say, hey, Sarah. Um, Chip's also watching. He, he hey, says, Chip. Oh. <laughs> um, Chip and Sarah are a sweet couple. And Benjamin, Ben Kramer, you probably don't know Ben Kramer, but Ben Kramer, um, he lives in my house with me at Sunnybrook. Um, he was the house leader at uh, what was then called Dunbar, and at Scott House. Um, for those of you who are watching, I'm pointing at the houses. I'm sorry. Uh, he was the house leader at Scott House when I got here back in 2018. And now he lives with me at uh, Sunnybrook. Oh, I'm breaking anonymity. Shoot. Sorry, Ben. Um, but Ben has been an important part of my recovery throughout the last two years. So it's, I'm really glad to see that consistency. Yeah, I've met people along the way who just stuck with me. You know, stayed with me and been, you know, I can lean on and have leaned on me in times of trouble. And again, coming here, not knowing anybody was scary, really scary. A tiny bit of food. I wasn't in the program as an intensive participant, so I didn't get some of the same amenities. I didn't have the, the, the groceries and the, I had to, from the jump, figure things out right. um, and, 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 and ask for help, which I was able to do. Now... You guys um, have these daily groups, right? You've experienced this. Right. You're just jumping in. So I came through and I did the daily groups too. Uh, I did about three months of the groups. And a couple things that really stick out for me in very early recovery that, that have continued with me. Um, we have our CSAC, our Certified Substance Abuse Counselor, Moses, one of our CSACs, Moses, who runs groups twice a week usually. Um, when I first got here, I used to walk around calling myself an asshole, you know? And it was, I could look at a, a, a whole body of evidence that suggested that in fact, yes, you are an asshole, Nathan. You know, all, all signs pointed to asshole. And as I walked around and called myself an asshole, um, Moses suggested to me in group, and he just kind of did, you haven't met Moses yet, I don't think, but you've met Moses, right? Uh -huh. Maybe you should stop doing that. And I, I thought about that. Now I didn't, you know, I, I thought about it for a long time after that. I'm like, all right, I'll, I said, but I am an asshole, look at this, blah, blah, blah. Give, it, give it some thought. And so he let me, you know, ponder that for a while. And the conclusion I've come to with that and, and is that when I continue to call myself an asshole, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, if I, if I call myself an asshole, that's what I am. I'm an asshole. I have no agency to change. When I call myself a person who does asshole things, you know, I can give myself the opportunity not to do asshole things. 
it's a, it's a shift, it's a reframing of thought that was important to me in early recovery because I thought I'm only this bad person and I don't think I can do anything other than that. And it's hard. I don't know about your experiences, but my, my last day using, um, you know, got, I, was, I was put in jail. And my first couple days in sobriety, you know, we're, we're coming off of, and I'm pretty open with my using, but coming off of meth in the DC, you know, DC jail. Um, which was not fun for me. Um, I would imagine not fun for anyone. Mm. And essentially, I was at a point where I just, I didn't, I didn't want to kill myself, but I didn't want to live. I just didn't want to exist anymore. And I didn't know how to do it. I didn't, I was too, I guess, chicken shit to do it. But I was at a point where I couldn't do anything more for myself. You know, here, everything I've done up to this point has led me to this spot, and it's not a pleasant spot to be in. And I had a, a really good public defender who took pity, well, not took pity on me, but he just did his job. And I had to be extradited to Virginia, yada, yada. And all along the way, there were people who, who helped me, you know, even in the criminal justice system, which I still work against these days, but even in the criminal justice system, and, and to anyone in criminal justice, I love you all too, um, <laughs> who helped me along the way. You know, it was a guy who, took, who, who, who looked at me and, and, and really helped me when I was in D.C. When I got to Virginia, they, they had put this McShin pod in, and then I moved into that pod. And, and you know, finding people who were like me, um, who had gotten through it and seemed to have something I wanted. And sometimes when I first looked, it was, you know, material things. But as they've evolved, what I'm looking for is uh, inner peace, serenity, uh, something that we say. So things that we're looking for in our recovery, what are... What are since we're early in, for both of you, you've done this twice before, and you're hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll keep checking in with you. First time, what are your thoughts on recovery? What does it mean for you today? Recovery is my life. Like I need my life depends on it. I need a peace of mind. I have a racing mind, so a peace of mind would be great. A racing mind? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like I, so I need that peace of mind. Yeah. It's very important, <laughs> so I don't go insane. So you don't go insane. Yes. And you have a lot of a lot of helpful women around you. I do. Yeah. They're always like, share, share. If you ever need to talk, you can talk to me. So they're very open. You hear that feedback right here, right <laughs> yeah. here, right? Yeah. Um for you. Um Believe it or not, I, I think I called myself an asshole in the shower this morning. Um, so, and I really did. And so, I, I need that that shift that you're talking about there, where you know, I, like positive self talk. Uh, and you've read a book. What's that? <laughs> you've read a book or yeah, something? Yeah. Been been to other treatment yeah. uh, places twice where I thought, you know, after you've been to those some other places, you feel like you can you can teach it. You can, but it's nothing that you can teach or learn you just have to fully just surrender it's kind of what i've realized and just just be myself and just kind of let the process take over how are you feeling physically today not woke up i mean i slept pretty good but uh then 
I, I'm always up in my head. Yeah. So I guess drugs, you know, made me think that I was not up there, but and so it's um, up and down, I guess you could say. Is best. Yeah. Okay. It's, How are you feeling physically today, Emma? I'm great. Yeah? I feel healthy. How did you feel when you got here two weeks ago? Now you was, you came straight from from a, a pro, right. another program, yeah. So I was nervous. I had extreme anxiety. Um, you, I was unsure. Can I ask, what were you clean when you got here? I was, um, but I was only clean because I was incarcerated. What? I feel like if I didn't get caught, yeah. I would still be out here using. You're clean. We can. But just but yeah. So clean. but I was clean when I got here. I was three months clean when I got here. So I'm little. Oh. I'm like three and a half months clean right now. That's awesome. I got my 90-day key tag. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I know. Like, for me, like, I always struggle with that because I had forced sobriety. You know, I didn't come through here. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I had, like, my last drink was when I was getting locked up, you know, up north. And so I spent seven months. And so that seven months of forced sobriety was really a springboard for, for myself. So, you know, they say multiple you know, there's multiple pathways. Well, mm. I guess forced sobriety is definitely one of them. <laughs> You're right. You know, so, yeah. but I mean, but when you get your feet from underneath you, you know, you you start to heal. And so, I mean, that's it. I can identify with you, you know, because of the forced sobriety. Right. It. Like, it's good to, you know, like, it's, you know, sometimes you need that wake-up call, mm-hmm. whether or not, like, all of the things that come along with the legal system is not, beneficial there are some benefits whether we realize it or not you just gotta be grateful and look for the good in anything yeah. so yeah i like that the the, the grateful mm. the being grateful part um a grateful addict doesn't use is mm. what i've heard um by the way i think i forgot to introduce todd i'm sorry todd yeah. our producer our man extraordinaire over here todd right. um yeah. <laughs> congratulations on 90 days oh I'm thank you <laughs> sarah Sarah Ch- Ch- Chiarella? Ch- yeah, Chiarella? She's, uh, she's one of our bigger uh, fans. So she has shared the crap out of our posts. So, you know, like, I, you know, our posts need to be shared the crap out of her. <laughs> yeah. so I'm keeping it clean for my end. So, but oh, yeah, sure. I mean, but yeah, she's, you know, she definitely shares a lot. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's good to see that we got that. But yeah, so I'm trying to be a little bit more, you know, I, normally I don't, I sit back here and don't say anything. You know, mm, I just, be more you know, but participate. I like, yeah, I like being able to be, you know, part with you guys because, you know. Yeah, we need you. Yeah. We need. You. I love this setup too, by the way, because um, it's it feels like a, it feels like a, it is a studio. You've created a studio, and what 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 I what I what y'all don't know online is that you know Todd has done a lot of work to get this set up. And what he's going to do with the audio is put it into a couple multiple platforms for yeah. podcasts. Uh, yeah, we're available on six right now. Six. Um, one of the, or two of those. One of the or two of those being uh, Spotify and also we are on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Cool. So I tend to. Uh, my phone heard me say the word Google, and so it automatically popped up. How can I help you? So, <laughs> I guess voice recognition is not that great of a thing. But, but now, I mean, it's in the process now where this is starting to go towards like Apple, uh, the Apple or iTunes. Apple. I'm, a, I'm an Android guy and a Windows guy, so I'm not an Apple guy. So, you know, what is it, iTunes? I, or yeah. I, or who has a podcast for yeah. Apple? But, 
Uh, it, that'll be next, but I mean, we're definitely growing daily. But the, there's a, and Kyler uh, actually created a page for a virtual media on the machine website. I don't know if it's visible yet, but it'll have all of our podcasts, all of our live feeds, all of our groups that we've run. And John's been running groups all week. We're going to be doing it again next week. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's good to have all of these, this platform to produce content so people can, and that's what I was telling you guys at the beginning. Sorry, I didn't mean to take over here, but that's what I was telling you guys at the beginning. Like, you know, like this is why it's helpful because we just had someone comment two hours ago that, you know, I'm stuck in a certain town here in Virginia, isolated. I'm starving for content. And so it was nice to see that, you know, these avenues are impactful, you know, and so they're impacting a lot. So even your stories matter. They always matter. So, you know, but anyway, sorry, I got No, I, no, Ty, don't apologize. I'm glad you stepped in, you know, and with your stories matter. Our stories matter. Like just in, just in this brief little conversation, like we had one little connection with the, the asshole thing, mm-hmm. you know, you and I, we connect with similar experiences, but we go from both from Manassas or both right. spent time in Manassas and, you know, getting here, we, we, we've, we've all felt that warmth of 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 uh, inclusion and getting in the herd that beginning right, in, getting the herd. in the herd now in early recovery right you were talking about the up and down up and down i think is, a, is a, i think i think you and i were both coming here i had 2 months clean when i got here you almost 3 months clean when you got here some of that had flushed out I wouldn't say all of it because I'm two years in on this stuff and it's still up and down sometimes, especially the last few weeks. But what's helpful is that what's, what's, what's dangerous is that when the up and downs, when the downs get there, is that I really have to be plugged into a, to a community that recognizes that just because I feel like doing something crazy doesn't make me a bad person. That shift in being an asshole to doing asshole things is helpful for me in that. Because like I'll, I'll, I can get to the point where, where I want to just go destroy whatever's in front of me. And if I go down the path of I'm just an asshole, I'm going to be an asshole, that's what I am. I might as well just do it anyway. Well, that, that's not helpful to anybody, least of all myself. And um, oh, sorry, I'm getting a message here. Having people around me who understand that and have gone through that and go through that with me is is and and offer perspective is is amazing. That's what that does for me. Um, our stories are connected. Our stories are related um, through the broader world and through the 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 little microscopic world that we've created here. Um, what is amazing about and Speaking of gratitude, right? So we've been putting these, uh, gathering the material to make these podcasts and these groups available and to do more online content. And I really appreciate, thank you again for coming and doing this. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this and we haven't really, we've been doing it irregularly. And as a result of what's happening in the world today, you know, recognizing that we have this equipment, we have people, you know, we have stories, we have a way to get to people, you know, and, and maybe share and connect your story with somebody online right. who doesn't feel, who feels isolated, you know, maybe give hope to somebody completely, you know, who feels hopeless right now. Oh, I yeah. I add something to that. You know, I was, we, last night, um, you know, like Friday nights, like 
uh, we have a, a small group that we're a part of. And so we were doing a Zoom meeting with our small group last night. And one of the things that was brought up, and which I think is applicable here, is how we've been prepped for this kind of stuff. You know, we're, we've been prepped for like this kind of scenario where we're in with this pandemic. You know, we have uh, all these live feeds, all these ways to connect, and yet we're all still social distancing. But yet we can utilize these platforms to still come together, come together and connect. Right. And it was I, I, that was something that you know, whatever you brought up about like you know how we've had we've you know we've been scattered, we've been gathering content here, gathering content there. It's funny how it all ties together, and like you know, just having you two here today, you know, helps maybe someone two weeks from now that may stumble on the page that may be like, oh, I need to get help, and they somehow they get connected with us and they see this. So that's that was kind of funny how that groundwork is laid. It's 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 yeah, and that's the gratitude piece for me right now, um, because we're going to continue doing this, mm-hmm. you know, pandemic or not. Mm-hmm. I, I I the value of this is is uh, well without parallel, mm-hmm. and so here we are. Um, what I would like to do is is to we'll do some regular checking in with you guys um, in the next uh, couple, you know, as we progress in recovery, um, talk about goals. You know, for the next time we meet, maybe we can talk about some goals you have after recovery or in re- after being here. I mean, recovery is a constant, I think. Um, yeah, I can't, it's, it's impossible to have this up and talk at the same time. <laughs> so we'll, we'll dive into um, what we're doing in recovery and how we're progressing. You know, I can tell you, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a, sometimes, you know, not even sometimes, it's always... A daily reprieve for me. Every day I have to wake up and and uh, reconnect with my recovery. First thing, you know, I start my day. Generally, I start my day making my bed. Now I'm over forty, so usually the first thing I do is pee. Um, often the second thing, <laughs> right? Often the second thing I do is make my bed. But when I do, when I make my bed, that's become my ritual of gratitude. I'm not the best at writing my gratitude. Um, I will often text gratitude to a, to a whole list of people. But when I'm in my, my space getting myself centered for the day, you know, my prayer, if you will, um, it's when I'm making my bed. And often that's when I remember the times where I was very wealthy, but not very wealthy, but I mean a very, I was homeless, but sleeping hotel to hotel to hotel. You know, a very wealthy homeless person, I guess, in, in that case, because, you know, I, I was never on the streets except for when I was on the streets. I forget sometimes. Resourceful. Yeah. Very resourceful. Wealthy is the wrong word because I wasn't, right. but resourceful, a very resourceful homeless person um, with a job, you know, a job that paid me enough to have an apartment. And yet I didn't because I was busy doing other things. So when I'm doing making my bed, I'm remembering the times where I wasn't sure where I was going to take a shower, because that was a big thing for me you know, that particular winter um, before I got clean. I would do things just to make sure that I had a place to take a shower so I could go to work, not smelling like... Yeah. Um, very weird, weird life I led at that time. So I get to have that gratitude right then and there. I can think about the bed and be grateful for the bed. Um, I don't have one pillow. I have three. That's a huge luxury for me. You know, and I love that, and I'm grateful for that. I'll give up any. I'll give up two of them if anybody needs them. But you know, I, I'm grateful for the little luxuries that I have, and I'm grateful for the luxuries I don't have 
that I don't need anymore. Things that I've given up on, you know. Um, I, I was a gadget guy for the longest time, so I always had the fastest, greatest gadgets. You know, I always had... Uh, well, I could go off on a tail here, but really, I think I think I should I should I think I should circle this uh, circle, circle this plane and land it. Um, I do want to I do want to say thank you to Todd for putting this all together mm -hmm. for, for texting me this morning. Um, yeah, and I want to say a huge oh, yeah. thank you to Emma and to mm -hmm. Thomas for being here today, and, and I appreciate your <laughs> openness to just jump in. Yes. Um, anything you want to say as we're closing off here? Any ladies first? Mm. <laughs> I think I said what I needed to say, I, I guess. You said it well, and Thank we'll you. check in, and we'll continue, and we'll talk about hopes and dreams and yes. goals and all that things, all those things. Something I finally look forward to is hopes and dreams. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you have anything now that you can already see from being here? Just for, you've been I'm here two finally, weeks. finally, like, I can smile. I'm, mm. I feel like it's been a long time. Everyone's like, fix your face, you never smile. Now I'm, like, always smiling. And I like that. Yeah, I mean, you're going to continue to grow the yeah. longer you ride out. But you seem like you're in good spirits. Though. Yes, I am, like I am in good spirits. I don't feel down. I don't feel there's like this weight that's lifted off my shoulders. Like, I know I'm doing something correct. I like that. So. I like that. And I like the smile, too. <laughs> <laughs> you had, yes, was it yesterday or the day before you had your hair was... Really that was big. yesterday. I love little nest. That. That Thank you. So happy. <laughs> <laughs> little nest. Just put it up high on my head. <laughs> well, as a person who's you know got more hair now than I used to, I can appreciate it. You should be in the poll with uh, Stephanie. If you see they want to cut Frank's hair, she gave out an option. So I saw okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> so you may be next on the list. Nah. Ponytails are on the way out. Nah. So, so. <laughs> I, I defy trends. Clearly. <laughs> Um, thoughts? Any, um, any hopes you want to? Any, any, yeah. You just got here. Yeah, this took the wall that was built up to here. It's it, it knocks them down. So it was it was helpful. It was, it was good. This or this coming? Yeah, both. Um, the, yeah. I mean, coming was was the first. You know, bringing my wall that's built way higher than me. Uh, that brought it down some. And now I can I can just peek over the peek over the wall for that. Makes sense. You're a guy who likes metaphors. Yes. Uh, I like that. That's I, a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, I say them all the time that I think about it. So. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I hope the next time you take a shower, you don't call yourself an asshole. Okay. Yeah, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> well, that positive thinking makes a big difference. You know, mm -hmm. if you, even if you're, I guess, faking it till you're making it in a sense in that, you know, early, like when I was in early recovery myself, like, I had to do the same thing. I had to change my perspective because everything else that I was doing was getting me right back into the same thing. So I started talking to myself in the sense of, you know, you're better than this. You can, you you are a good person. You you know, and I think right. when we remember Speak those things, affirmations over yeah. yourself. I mean, when we remember that, you know, realistically, we are good people. We've just done had poor choices or done bad things, you know. Mm -hmm. But you know, I realistically, at the, at the heart of who we are. We are good people, and that makes a difference when we start looking at ourselves in that light. Because for years, we kept trying to fix a broken thing by telling, and then putting all of the uh, irregular, irregularities of who we're not on us, as that was our garment, as that was our code of who we are. And, you know, like, realistically, you, 
you, I think it, if you were to look in the mirror somewhere deep down, you know that you're not a bad person and you're doing the right thing. We're all doing the right thing by continuing to be involved, you know, invested in our, in our own recovery. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, well, um, it's, it's been, it's been, uh, just about just under an hour, I think. And what I'd like to point out that, you know, right now, you know, we, we are, I'm, I'm not the best at this. And it's, here's negative thinking right there. I'm not the best at this. I'd start off right out there. See, see, I still need to, I need to, to, to teach myself the power of positive thinking. So we're going through a lot, you know, as a society, as an organization, we're going through a lot. And the McShin Recovery Resource Foundation prides itself on having the doors open. Um, we weren't open at midnight. I, I was sitting here thinking, I wish you'd had my number, but that's, that's another story. Um, but we pride ourselves on, on having same-day access available to any addict anywhere who brings, who shows willingness to make a change in their life, to make a positive change in their life. So we, we, we work really hard to keep the lights on. I keep joking about that, but the reality is it doesn't just happen. It requires, unfortunately, it requires money. And while we're sitting here thinking about this, you know, if you're looking and watching on Facebook Live, you'll see a little banner that says Donate Now. Uh, right now, um, we're facing tough times, and we're, we're not, we're not going to close the doors. We're not going to turn the lights off. But we want to make sure that we have access to same-day access to those willing, and we want to make sure that we have services available to those who are here. So you can help with that by donating at the bottom where it says Donate Now. Um, it's a, we are a nonprofit 501c3. Uh, you will get tax deductible up to the, the level that the law provides. Um, but right now, you can do that. You can help a person in need struggling with substance use disorder. Now, why that's important? Because when we save money by helping now, well, when we help now, we're actually saving money on the long run. I mean, we're actually saving lives, which is the most important part, I think, of course. But if you want to talk in terms of financial support, we're saving money on through the criminal justice system. We're saving money on emergency room visits. We're saving money on keeping families, by keeping families together. So that's what we can do. If you want to kick in a few bucks, help out some people, you know, bring some services to people. Anything else I can say on that? Or if I just rambled on enough about uh, that? I think you've got it covered. Yeah. So. I, I believe well, in this I mean, mission, and I, they can also clearly they can also donate by visiting the, you know the, the website www.machine.org. So um, and that's all, there's a little place over that has that on that too. But yeah, and if, yeah, that's right. If you're listening through the podcast, right. www.machine.org. That's m c s h i n dot org. Mm-hmm. Now, many people might sit here who don't know might ask, what is McShin? Do you guys know what McShin means? No, I don't know what do it stands for. No. Do you know what's yeah. that's? It's the two uh, founders. I mean, I, it's the uh, Schinholzer and Mick. McDade. Yep. Did you know that when you got here? Yes. Okay. Right. Did you know them? Uh, yeah, my my dad's uh, knows John. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So I, for the longest time, um, I thought it was John McShin. And I thought, what an odd name, you know, but how cool, you know? So 
Today, when people call this place and they say, I'm friends with John McShin, I'm thinking, okay. <laughs> but if you're listening through the podcast, if you're listening through Facebook, if you want to help a person in need, um, www.mcshin.org, you'll find the button that says donate, or you can donate through Facebook right there um, through the, the, the banner on the bottom. So with that, this has been a very special edition of Get in the Herd. I appreciate our special guests, Emma and Thomas, and our just amazing producer, Todd, over there. And again, I'm Nathan Mitchell, and we'll see you next time.